Hello, all my beautiful people, and welcome to the actual first episode of Memoirs of a Dominican Queen. I am your queen, Leila Anais, and this is my podcast. And this is the actual first episode, not the little prologue that I said was supposed to be the first episode that actually ended up becoming my prologue because I didn't know what to talk about. This, this is the first episode. And the first thing that I actually wanted to talk about is someone who means the world to me. And I didn't want to get into this topic so early in uh, my podcast, but it's been tough. I haven't heard from him in a while. So I decided, why not? talk about the one person that is on my mind as of right now the one person that is always on my mind <coughs> and that is my fiance <laughs> yes believe it or not people out there um I am engaged I'm 23 years young and I am happily engaged to an amazing person, an amazing man, the most amazing person that's ever walked into my life. And believe it or not, I guess it would make sense for me to actually do this. Our anniversary is in two days. Today is the uh, 17th. So it's actually on Thursday, the 19th. And we will be going to our first year anniversary. I know, I know. Crazy. Y'all have been together for one year and you're engaged? How? (laughs) Well, our story just gets crazier and crazier by the minute. So, why don't I start from the very beginning? A year ago. So, it was December 6th. No, no. I believe we met on the 17th. Okay. 17th. Yes. It was actually a year ago today. So a year ago today, I was talking to somebody at the time. Now, what one thing that you guys are going to get to know and eventually I will talk about is, like I said, is bisexuality. So uh, I was going through a point in my life where I was tired (laughs) of being rejected, of being played for, guys sleeping with me, guys fucking me, and deciding that they want nothing to do with me. So I ultimately decided that, hey, why don't I be like these fuckboys and just start messing around with whoever... I matched up with on Tinder, you know, meet up with somebody, sleep with them, maybe call them, maybe not, totally felt like what I was into, and I was ultimately in control at one point in my life, so I was like, cool, and ultimately, that's what I started to do, I literally, at one point, had slept with somebody on a Saturday, went on a date with somebody completely different on a Tuesday, 
slept with somebody on a Wednesday, um, talked to somebody else on a Thursday. And I didn't care. You know, I was like, if guys are doing it, why can't I? So during this time, I started talking to this guy that I met. He was 30 years old. He was so fine. I'm just going to say it right there. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care. Yes, he was fine to me. He was tall. He was tatted. You know, he had sle- he had a sleeves and he had tattoos like on his chest and on his ribs and on his legs. And, you know, he had hair on his, on his body. I love a man with body hair. I don't care what anyone says. I think that's sexy. I love a man with body hair because I think it's manly. And so, you know, body hair, beautiful, nice hair. Uh, his teeth were a little spaced out, but he was cute. And, you know, he could, he, he could nail me like a beast. Oh my God. It was heaven. It was bliss. I was Oh my God, I was living for this man. He was funny, he was cute, and he could fuck me good. Anything better than that? Like, you know what I mean? What can you say? He was older. Oh, great. We smoked. It was awesome. Phenomenal. Um, couple of problems. He was disgusting. His apartment was disgusting. Um, but... At least we didn't do it in his bedroom because it looked terrible. And his lease was coming up. So, or his lease was ending. So, we talked for a little bit and he would do this thing where he would only talk to me when he felt like it. I would text him, he wouldn't text me back. I would try to talk to him, he wouldn't talk to me back. At that point, I was like, I'm not here with the shit. I'm not here to do with I'm not here to deal with this at all. Like hell no, I'm not gonna be doing with this crap. And you know, ultimately I decided to okay, I was like, I'm gonna text him when when I feel like it. But a little piece of me was very upset and very sad because you know, I was currently going through a time where other people in my life were in stable relationships. You know, they've been with a significant other for five, six, seven years. Uh, marriage was in the fu- in the near future. And I was still starting at square one. And it was something that for a lot in my life, that's what I had to do. That's what I had to continue doing for five years of my life was start at square one, start at square one, start at square one. So, <coughs> um, with this guy, I, I actually wanted to be with him, actually, believe it or not. Um, I knew that his lease was up. He told me that he was looking for a place to live. He didn't know where he was going, but he wanted to live somewhere nearby. Um, you know, because we were dealing with a similar situation in our home life, and he wanted to stay near, you know, his his family and all that. And I was like, okay, you know, that that sounds great. You know, the furthest I was thinking 
or he was thinking was like Jersey City. Jersey City is like 40 minutes away. So one year ago today, because I followed him on Snapchat, we had each other on Snapchat. I found out that this dude moved. Now, again, I knew that he was going to move. It wasn't a surprise to me. Um, The one thing that I was surprised was I didn't know where he moved. I remember I messaged him on Snapchat and he didn't really answer me. So I found out the next day that he moved like an hour and some change away. He moved to some town that I didn't even know existed. And when I looked it up and I remember I was in class, I, I went to the bathroom and I saw his snap. And I saw that it was like an hour and some change away. Excuse me. And I got livid. But me being the bigger person, I congratulated him. And I said, congrats on your move. Being petty, but being the bigger person at the same time. So he was like, thank you. And literally, like in the back of my head, I wanted to punch him in the throat and be like, you motherfucker. But again, I was like, you know, let me just be the bigger person. Let me just not, you know, really think about it. I am so not talking to this dude anymore. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm so not talking to him anymore. I don't want anything to do with him anymore. I'm going back on Tinder and I'm matching up with somebody and I'm getting with the first person that I meet. I do not care who it is. So I remember I was in class and uh, it was... The final, it was the actual, the final week of the semester. So, <coughs> excuse me, still getting over this cold. So it was the final week of the semester. I only had like three more days. This was like on a Monday. Last day of the semester was on a Wednesday. And, you know, we were getting over some presentations and I was just sitting there and I was just livid. Like, like I literally felt my blood pressure just rising. And I was just so pissed. But I was on Tinder matching when I could and, you know, try to talk to people. And there wasn't really much luck. So I get home. I'm a little more calm. And I go back on Tinder. And and there was this part in my life or this point in my life. (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. I have like this tickle in my throat. And it has just been bothering me. There we go. So, hopefully that makes things better. So, I was at a point in my life where I would literally be on Tinder for, like, hours. Like, you know how some people would be on Instagram for, well, I'm some, some people you know, would be on Instagram for hours scrolling or Facebook, whoever uses Facebook or, or even Snapchat. I was the type of person that would be on Tinder for hours. Like Tinder became my social media. It is technically social media, but it literally became like my Facebook, my Instagram, my Snapchat. So I would literally spend hours on it swiping left swiping right uh people checking out people's profiles <coughs> and match up with just a whole bunch of guys until 
the first guy would message me. So it was a Monday night. And this episode is going to be a little long because now I realize that we're going into 12 minutes and we still haven't even gotten into how I met my fiance. But um, anywho, Monday night, I remember, I still remember this day vividly. Uh, <clears throat> was watching Family Guy. <coughs> so I still have this tickle in my throat. So it was maybe 10 o'clock. And matched with this really cute guy. He was 27. He lived nearby. And I thought he looked cute. We matched. He hit me up first. He said, hey. I was like, hey, what's up? He said nothing much. Excuse me. This cold is like terrible i am so sorry if i sound so stuffy and like i'm blowing my nose it's disgusting anywho so uh he says nothing much just trying to find a movie to watch and i recommend this movie called icebox because one of the people in the uh, in the presentation at, at my, in that class that i was in so the trailer for it all that stuff so I told him, hey, you know, you should watch Icebox. I saw the trailer for it. It looks really good. If you're not into, like, political stuff, you know, you might not like it. But if you are, it, it seems pretty good. And he straight up, <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, my fiancé was a, was, a, was a bold one. He still is. <laughs> he still is. Um, and he just instantly tells me, well, maybe we should watch it together. And I'm like, oh my god, like, this this guy, like, already just going in for the kill. You know, and I just go like, oh, oh lol, try to find what to say. And then I guess I just get this huge, like, a boom, like an essay. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell is this kid texting me like it looked like one of those like automatic like messages you know what I mean because it was just literally short short answer short answer boom essay and I read it I was taken aback by it I'm like what the fuck but I read it and he basically tells me I just want to be straight up with you I want to be honest with you before anything happens um about two years ago I was in a car accident and someone unfortunately lost their life. I tested positive for marijuana. It was in my system. And I've been on house arrest ever since. And I'm just like, oh my shit. (laughs) I was like, why does it always have to be the cute ones that there has to be some kind of problem? And, but then at the same time, you know, I was, I was upset that he was going through this and that I, and I <coughs> not opened my heart. Excuse me. This, this isn't a Madonna song. I opened my mind to it, to the situation. And we started talking about it. And I told him how that's messed up, how he's been on house arrest for two years. I've known people who have, you know, who've intentionally 
done harm to others and did not serve anything. And it's just insane. He was like, yeah, I know. And, you know, we continued talking. And we added each other on Snapchat. And about a couple of, I want to say maybe an hour later. Uh, you know, because we're talking on Snapchat. Uh, but I closed my phone. And I just hear this voice. I just hear, you know, like a hello. And I'm like, my heart drops. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? Who's in here? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and I'm just like, oh, my God. What's going on? Is somebody in my house? Is somebody, am, I, am I hearing ghosts? What the hell is going on? And I hear it again. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's coming from my phone. I swipe open my phone. And there he is on FaceTime. And I almost dropped my phone because I was like, oh, my sweet Jesus. And I was in my nightwear. So, obviously, I'm Dominican. So, you know what I'm talking about, ladies. When we go into our nightwear, when we have our hair done, all right? We have our do-rag on. We have our bata put on. You know, we have some crema puerta on our faces. We have, like, all of that. Like, we, we look like a completely different person. But we need to do all that because we need to look good in the morning so I didn't want him to see me at this point none of my exes have ever seen me like that ever and I beat it and I said no you can't see me he goes well why not I'm like first of all like why'd you FaceTime me like I he's like well you FaceTime me and I was like ah oh, shit I probably did it up by accident and I was like nah man you can't see me you really can't see me like I, I look crazy right now and he goes, nah, I doubt that. I was like, all right. And I showed him. And I was like, told you, I look crazy. And he goes, you look adorable. <sighs> and I was like, you're insane. And he's like, no, you do. You look really beautiful. And I said, what? I was like, if you think I look good now, <laughs> I must look gorgeous when I take all of this shit off tomorrow morning. <laughs> And, you know, he laughed and I didn't really see much of his face. It was kind of dark. So, um, but we ended up talking for like 40 minutes on FaceTime. Like we spoke for a long time and we talked about, we talked about everything and we talked about, uh, anime and, and yeah, everything. And, you know, I, I told him, okay, you know, I, I'll, I'll meet him. I want to be him on Wednesday because Wednesday was my last day of my finals. I had a little Christmas party for a job that I hated. We're going to get into that eventually. And, you know, I was going to have time. I was, I was like, my final ends early. I'm not going to stay long at this stupid Christmas party. And, you know, I'll just meet with him. Meet with him. Fuck him. And... See you never. <coughs> you know, keep you as, as as a cool guy. And so Wednesday came and we were still talking about Snapchat during that time. And I went 
to the Christmas party, got a little tipsy, got very tipsy. But I still wanted to see him. So, you know, eventually I left the Christmas party. I left the, oof, I left that Christmas party, like, I want to say six, six or seven. I drove to his house. I highly do not recommend doing that. <coughs> Never do that. Uh, but I was in West Orange at the time that he lived in Belleville. So I drove from there to his house. Very tipsy. Got there, managed to get there in one piece. <laughs> and I remember the not remembering his name for the life of me. Oh my God. I was like, what is this kid's name? What is this kid's name? Oh my God, what's his name? I totally forgot what's his name. It started with this letter, but I do not remember. And I was at a blank. And I remember getting there, seeing him. And first, you know, I I honestly thought, (coughs) because I didn't see him that clearly on FaceTime, and I didn't know how old his pictures were, you know, I was like, he's going to be probably a little overweight, probably short, look like a bum, probably have some dirty ass sweatpants on, have some chancletas with socks on, like just look crazy, have the ankle bracelet, like look insane, like look one of those crazy people, like you know what I mean? And I got there and that wasn't the case. Now I don't remember, he says that he wore a white shirt. I could have swore that it was a black shirt, a black shirt, but he swears that it's a white shirt and I'm pract- and now that I think about it, I think it was a white shirt. and he wore jeans I believe he wore jeans if I'm not mistaken the only reason why I'm like I don't know what he was wearing because when I would visit his house like it was very rare that he would like wear jeans because he did not like wearing jeans at home granted who the fuck wants to wear jeans in their house so um I got there I was wearing a very skin tight dress and my hair was natural (coughs) excuse me and I get there and I'm like, hi, my name's Layla. Hold my hand out, you know, kind of like baiting him to kind of tell me what his name is. And he's like, hi, I know, come on in. And I'm like, fuck, (laughs) this guy does not tell me his name. And so I got into his house. I tipsily decided, you know, took off my, my heels. He was like, no, you can leave them on. I'm like, no, no, I see you have carpet and everybody has their shoes off and I, I can't, I have to take my shoes off. And I managed to take my shoes off. Don't ask me how. And I remember the first thing I did when I got into his room was I threw myself on his bed <laughs> and I said, I'm so sorry, but I'm really tipsy right now. And he just laughed and he was like, you're adorable. <laughs> and you know uh the rest of the night I'm sorry I'm like itchy the rest of the night um I spent in his room I met his mom in the most awkward way possible she was literally like doing laundry and I had to use the bathroom and I had to go upstairs his bathroom was upstairs his bedroom was downstairs so I had to go upstairs and she was doing laundry and there was just a pile of dirty clothes. And I was like, oh my God. And she's like, no, don't worry, just hop over, you know, use the bathroom, it's fine. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. 
like I was so embarrassed because I'm like oh my god she's probably like what the hell is my son thinking bringing like this hoe into my house like he's just gonna like fuck these bitches um so I was like so embarrassed and I got to I went back to his bedroom we, we talked a little bit and he told me how his um his sister's boyfriend was in this movie and he was like yeah have you ever seen this movie and I said well no not really and he said well my sister's boyfriend is an actor and he actually had a small role in this movie and yeah he you know he was the character who did this to the main character and I'm like what that's insane that's crazy he's like yeah like he's like we could totally watch it I could show you who he is and we watch it because he's literally his sister's boyfriend is literally in the movie like he pops up in the movie like maybe uh I want to say like 10-15 minutes into the movie and so he's like yeah that's him and I'm like oh my god I'm like that's so crazy that's so awesome and we're you know slugging I'm laying on his chest and I looked up at him, he looked down at me, and I kissed him. And <laughs> me being the overly sexual person that I am, um, made out with him. <laughs> and then next thing you know, maybe like five minutes into our makeout session, um, boom, clothes were off. <laughs> and... You know, in the back of my head, I'm like, listen, I'm going to do what I have to do, get her done. And I could tell people that I slept with a guy who was on house arrest. You know, it will go on my list of many things that I've, you know, done with men. I'll be like Blanche from the Golden Girls. You know, uh, I'll be one of the many things because in one of my, in one of the episodes of which I will talk about, you know, I'll talk about the different guys that I've been with. So, um, we had sex and mind you, by this time, it's like already like 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night. I was pretty much sober at this point and something about me just didn't want to go home. I just did not want to go home. I had work the next day. I just did not want to go home. And eventually I did, of course. And I told myself, I want to see you again. He said, absolutely. I saw him. That happened on Wednesday. I didn't see him that Thursday. The next day I went to work and I was so like excited and tell people, oh my God, like the guy that you told me to be scared of, like, you know, cause I told them, I told my coworkers about him, how he was on house arrest. And they were like, no, don't do it. He's a crazy, he's a psycho. And I told them he was amazing. He's such an amazing guy. I'm going to see him again. And I saw him that Friday. And after I was with him, I remember, because I barely remember that day, but I remember this talk. I remember we were laying out, excuse me. And, you know, his he was laying on my chest. And I remember looking down at him and I just said, you know, I don't want to date around anymore. I want to be monogamous to you. 
And I told him, I was like, listen, it doesn't have to be any labels. It doesn't have to be, I want to be your girlfriend. I just don't want to date around anymore. I just want to date you. (coughs) Excuse me. He was a little taken aback by it. But he was like, okay, I have no problem with that. Now, my um, naive mind thought that, you know, he was on house arrest. He was eventually going to get off house arrest. Nothing in my mind that I think that he was going to go to prison. (coughs) Or he was looking to go to prison. I thought he was going to, he was paying the price by being on house arrest. And that wasn't the case. Excuse me. So, we ended up dating and being together for a very long time. (laughs) We confessed our love to each other, I want to say maybe three weeks into our relationship. And... The rest is history. The only reason I'm going to stop this right here is actually because uh, I've been talking for a half hour and I only gave you guys like when we first met. So, uh, yes, this will be part one <laughs> of Layla and her fiance's story. So this is part one. This is talking about uh, what happened and how we met. And in part two, which I will probably do either tomorrow or on our anniversary, I will talk about how our relationship got more serious. Excuse me. Gross, I just belched. (laughs) how our relationship got more serious how or when we realized that we were actually in love with each other how he proposed and how i dealt with that'll probably be part three actually (laughs) now that i'm thinking about it that'll be part two part three will probably will most likely be how we dealt with us being separated and how we're still dealing with us being separated. Um, As of right now, we are still together. We're still engaged. We still, we have no plans of breaking up. We have no plans of, of, of being separated. We plan on being together for the long haul and getting married once he gets out. But You know, in part three, I will definitely talk about the struggles of being a prison spouse and having someone who's in prison, someone who's in prison miles away from you. And it's not easy. But the one thing that I tell myself, there are two things that I tell myself. The first is it's not impossible And the second thing I tell myself is someday. I tell myself that every single day. Someday. So that was part one. And I will see you, my beautiful people, for part two.